What is up, Foley fam? We are back with the fifth edition of the Pod Warriors. Uh, it's a very special episode tonight because in addition to me and Jordan, the OG Pod Warriors, we got a special guest with us, the leader of the whole Pod Foundation crew, Chick Foley. Hey guys, how's it going? She's basically the uh, the Paul Ellering to uh, to me and Jordan's <laughs> yeah. talking animal. So I thought I would just crash tonight, you know? Yeah, we got a little bit different episode. Before we get into it, I want to remind you guys to support our presenting sponsors, Chalkline and Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys are using code Chick-fil-A to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles and use code PF10 to save 10% on everything at Chalkline. Uh, Jordan, what's up, man? How you doing? Things are good, man. Uh we are recording this in the Phelps Ranch living room right now. Um, so all three of us together for the, I mean, it's, we've done this once before, but it's been a while since we've recorded. It has all been in the a same while. Room, so. Yeah, we were in a totally different state. So, And we're all in one setup. So it's just the three of us gathered around one uh, Blue Yeti on the laptop. So if the audio sounds a little bit different than usual, uh, that's why we did a little test run, um, right before we did this and it sounds like it's going to be okay. So, but if it does sound a little bit different than what you're used to, uh, we're, we're trying something separate just so we can all be in the same room, uh, recording together. But the topic for this one is NWA always ready. It's the most recent NWA pay-per-view. It was, it took place about five hours down the road in Knoxville last night and Jordan traveled in from Omaha. So me and him can make the trip out there to, uh, to check it out. So it was a lot of fun as all road trips are. It was a pretty dang good show. Um, but we're doing something a little bit different tonight. Again, we got a third person with us here for the pod warriors. You guys are used to just hearing me and Jordan on this feet, but Sheena's here with us. Uh, if you listen to the normal, the, the flagship, if we could borrow a page from uh, the two bad chads on Turnbuckle Tavern, I usually kind of run point on that one. And, you know, I, I'm dishing the ball off to, to Sheena and Jordan and, and Marco to kind of get the conversation flowing. Tonight, Sheena's going to be running point on this to kind of just walk you guys through me and Jordan's uh, weekend that uh, had a lot of a lot of funny moments, man. So we were laughing. We were laughing about it so much in the car on the way home today that we were like, "Dude, we got to stop talking about it and save the laughs for tonight." Because it was pretty comical from from start to finish. What uh, what this whole trip was all about. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to pass it off to Sheena to kind of take the lead on this. All right. Well, since you guys you know talked about how much fun you had without me, I guess I will just go ahead and take this interview to the top, and you guys can relive this uh this fun that you guys had so uh, whose idea was it in the first place to go to this show it was mine so i had gotten you know i've always been a big nwa fan um going back on the podcast we uh we were big supporters of nwa power back when it was really kind of hitting its stride there in 2019 obviously they got wrecked by the pandemic yeah and we're pretty much shut down for a year. Uh, but I still kept up with it. I just love the vibe. I like the old school, like simple, small stories that they tell. And it's generally really, really good sound professional wrestling, what takes place in the ring. Um, and so I was on their email subscription list. That's kind of how I kept up with what was going on with everything with them. And I got an email one night about four or five bush lights deep uh, while we were home in Kentucky, while we were staying there before we moved here to Tennessee at, at mom and dad's house. And I got an email and saw that Always Ready, their next pay-per-view was going down in Knoxville. And the main event was going to be Matt Cardona and uh, and Nick Aldis for the NWA Championships. Jordan, you want to kind of take it from there, the, uh, the text exchange? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> this is like the summer of wrestling for me. So um, as you guys already know, we're going to SummerSlam at the end of July and I'm going to Forbidden Door at the end of June. So about a month ago, Seth texts me and goes, Dude, what do you think about driving down here for the weekend of Always Ready of for NWA? And I was like, 
I mean, are you being serious? Because Seth is uh, definitely a practical joker. So I never really know if he's serious when he tells me these things. Because, dude, anybody that knows me, I'm down for anything. Like, if, if it's a road trip, I'm ready to go. I mean, this was a short 10-hour drive for me to get down to the Phelps Ranch. So Short 10-hour um, drive. Yeah, That's how you know you're from uh, Nebraska, dude. Yeah, you know? we drive everywhere. So it, it, nothing really bothers me. And um, everything's within a 12-hour drive for us. So... Seth said it. I was like, let me make sure uh, Ari's good with it. And I asked her and she's like, are you seriously going to go down there just to go to an NWA show? I'm like, let's give it a shot. And so Seth said. And you got to hang out with us, which is like some of the most important, you know, criteria for coming down. Yeah, I got to learn how to farm and (laughs) chasing chickens. Mm -hmm. Just been a great weekend. So, um, yeah, I love coming down here. So any chance that I get, uh, I'm going to take full advantage of hanging out with Seth and Chena. So. Should we tell him about the swerve that happened? How this thing almost got completely shut down before it got started? Yeah. So so this was at like, I think it was like 1130 when we kind of penciled in plans for this. I already asked Sheena. She was cool with it. Uh, Jordan's lovely wife, Ari, was cool with it too. So we were all set to go. And I was sleeping on the couch. We had we had a really unorthodox sleeping situation going pretty much the whole time we were there at mom and dad's in Kentucky with the between the kids and the dogs and stuff. So I was down on the couch. And I remember waking up at like 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning and I panicked because I realized that uh, the same weekend of this event was the weekend of my beautiful niece Marley's um, birthday, right? So, I, and at the time, I just knew that her party was the same weekend. So, and we were already verbally committed to that. Um, but it was later on that day that I kind of was asking her out. So, it, I panicked. I'm like, crap, it's not going to work out. I already promised Marley we'd be at her party. Um telling Jordan like, Hey, this might not be a go. I went ahead and looked into getting refunds on the ticket. Right. So I hit up, uh, Eventbrite. They were like, no refunds, you know, absolutely not. Only way this is, uh, only way you can get a refund is if the actual vendor will give you your money back. So I had to email somebody at the actual NWA office. So it could have been Billy freaking Corgan for all I know that's responding to this, but they hooked me up, you know, I explained the situation they're like, yeah, it's cool. We'll issue a refund right now like six hours later, uh, find out that the party was going to be Sunday night at six o'clock. So it wouldn't have worked out for us anyways, because we got you know, two small kids. So it's not good from that standpoint. And I had to be back at work Monday morning because I've already took, you know, a shitload of time off work between everything with moving and stuff. So I got somebody from the NWA to jump through hoops, actually cancel my tickets and then bought back the same tickets in the same day. So I know whoever was running their ticket office has got to be seeing this. Like, what the hell is this joker pulling, man? Yeah, like, I thought you were a scam artist for sure. Yeah, I bought the tickets, went through the trouble of getting them canceled, then bought the same tickets back within 24 hours. So that's just kind of me being impulsive. Uh, if I got a problem or some kind of issue, I usually yeah, try to just, impulsive? No. I usually just try to neutralize it like on the spot. Um, but yeah, it was all, we were, we were a go and then we just started getting excited for it. Uh, but then Matt Cardona got hurt, man. And we didn't know what was going to happen with that all the way up until, you know, 20 minutes ago, the show last night, huh? Yeah. So I, I'm not a huge major bros fan. I mean, I, I like them. I, they always seem like good guys and stuff. Just not my type of cup of tea, I guess, for wrestlers. So when uh, they announced Cardona was hurt, I'm like, wait, so I don't even get to chant fuck Cardona. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going to maybe uh, take a rain check on going to this. And then 
last week he announced I'll still be there. And I was like, well, well yeah, trip I mean, save. We can still go. I mean, the pay-per-view was named after him. So he had at least show face, you know. It was very fitting that the name of the pay-per-view was always ready. And Matt Cardona was not ready. Yeah. Also, NWA went all out on the theme. The actual turnbuckles last yeah. night, they had the Matt Cardona logo on the end for the NWA. So I thought that was a nice little touch. And yeah. they said all like they said always ready in like his font too. Yeah. And everything. It was really cool. I'm pretty yeah. sure we're going to see those turnbuckles up for sale somewhere in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, somebody was already saying, like, when is the Matt Cardona sling? I saw in the group, they're like, when is the Matt Cardona sling going to go up on whatnot? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so when was the last time you guys, like, actually, like, watched some NWA content before you jumped out into this event? Uh, I mean, I watched when Matt Cardona won the belt from Trevor Murdoch. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah, been, yeah. I've been keeping up with it. Pretty much any pay-per-view they have, I uh, I watch that. And then as far as, like, the weekly show goes, I just catch the highlights. But I, I've actively kept up with everything happening in NWA. So the last time I actually watched like a weekly show was pre-COVID. Um, so it had been a while for me. I mean, I always kept up with like the the results and things like that just to see who won. And honestly, until like two days later, I didn't even know Cardona won the belt. So that tells you how, <laughs> how worried I was about that pay-per-view when it happened. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I keep up with it a little. Just th- it's not a weekly watcher. Yeah. For me. At this point, though, um, I think it's safe to say, like, if, if there's a smaller promotion out there, Matt Cardona is either one or is holding their their title. Yeah. So, you know, it's a pretty, pretty safe bet. So based on the the short time that you guys were in Knoxville, as far as like cities are concerned, how does it how does it hold up? <laughs> Dude, we we got to it's about to go off the rails. We're about to shoot hard on Knoxville. So first off, yeah, the convention center Hold is downtown. On. If, if, uh, Glenn Jacobs is listening. Um, yeah, you know, Kane, please take get some your, notes. Yeah, get your big red ass out here, Kane. You got some <laughs> explaining to do. Um, so first off, the venue was really, really nice. The convention center was extremely nice. That was probably the coolest part of Knoxville. Our hotel was really nice, too. But, you know, the convention center is downtown. We paid a little bit extra to stay at the Crown Plaza in downtown Knoxville because we're thinking it's going to be like a typical um, downtown. You're going to have some cool restaurants, um, some bars and stuff. We'd be able to kind of walk everywhere that we needed to go. But it was weak, man. The, uh, you know, we had trouble just finding a place to get a drink before the show. We want to stop in, you know, just wet our whistle a little bit, uh, before we get to the arena, we had a pain in the ass finding a spot. We found some little hipster cafe that, uh, was, was kind of our best bet. There were no bars that were close by, um, and then after the show, well, we'll, we'll say that we'll wait, we'll wait for afterwards. But, uh, also Jordan was kind of cursing me on that walk over. We, we saw that it was like 0.4 miles from our hotel to the, uh, to the convention center. But what we didn't see was that it started off with like a 900 foot ascent straight uphill. <laughs> and it was literally like we were walking up Mount Knoxville. It, Mount was, Knoxville. it, it was pretty bad. But, uh, it was a steep ass hill we had to walk up to. <laughs> they didn't have no bird scooters or nothing, dude? No. no. So like I told Seth, um, usually like a college town, like downtown is just full of bars and stuff. Like, so I thought, hey, man, we're yeah. going to downtown Knoxville. It was the weekend of the Super Regionals for Tennessee baseball. I'm like, this place should be hopping this weekend. It was dead. We get downtown. There's nobody down there. All the parking lots are empty and stuff. I'm like, this is not a good sign. We thought we were in the wrong place at first. We were like, That's a Saturday night. Dude. Yeah. We were like, did we stay at the wrong Crown Plaza or something, man? Like, it was there was just hardly nobody around. It was not bustling at all. No. It was uh, pretty embarrassing. So. Bring, and make sure you – Revisit that question when we get to, to after the show. Yeah. Um, I've already heard a couple of these stories, but I can't wait for the uh, the audience to hear. So as far as once, so let's, let's go ahead and get into the arena since yeah. the outside of the arena and the downtown area of Knoxville pretty much sucked. Um, how are your guys' seats? 
<laughs> they were close. So yeah, if, if, you know, you, obviously we don't get, we're not doing video, but I'm grinning from ear to ear because it's going to be hard to keep it together just telling the story. So we were, they were close, right? They were, the seats were cheap. I think it was like 36 bucks a piece for the tickets and we had fourth row seats. So first off, like there was no labels on the sections. Like we walked in the venue, it's a pretty small spot, but we still couldn't tell, you know, where the hell section E row D was at. We ask one of the nice, uh, you know, attendants. They point us over to section E. So we're going over there, and I'm thinking row D is the fourth row, right? So I'm kind of like, as I'm getting close, I'm already prepped for the, you know, I think you're in our seats battle that you have to have almost every time you go to a live event. Um, but we're getting close. I'm scanning, and I'm not seeing two open seats anywhere, man. Like the first five rows are looking jam packed, and I'm thinking. Well, maybe, you know, I've been at stadiums before where they have like a funky system where like, you'll before you get to like the lettered rows, there'll be a set of numbered rows. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm thinking maybe we're, you know, maybe row D is actually like the eighth or ninth row back. But sure enough, I get to the end. And he's like, no, nah, this is row D. <laughs> I look down the aisle. I can't see any open seats. So you remember Jordan? I was like, I think we need to go to the other side. <laughs> so we walked to the other side. It's still looking bleak. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I guess we're about to have to battle somebody. <laughs> Let's go. Let's walk down. <laughs> and uh, we get to seat six and seven. And there was about the seats are packed in tight. There was about maybe 22 inches of open space for me and Jordan both to squeeze in. <laughs> One dude's got a whole like he's basically halfway on my seat. Dude. And I'm like, dude, I think you're in my seat. And he can only see, you know, in his defense, he can only scoot over like two inches. And he was like, they got us packed in here, man. It is what it is. So I got to kind of sit down and turn caddy corner in my seat just to give Jordan room to sit down. You know, Jordan, Jordan's not really a cruiserweight, man. The guy sitting next to me looked like he could have been like Braun Strowman's hillbilly cousin. I'm squeezed in between these guys. I'll let Jordan take it over from here. What did you see, Jordan, after you got set down and you turned around and looked at me? <laughs> all right. So, first of all, he, he didn't sell to get into the end of the aisle and seeing these two seats. So, he gets to the end of the aisle, and I see, like, a little bit of brown it's fabric. Like a, and I'm like, all right, that must be our seats. So, we walk over. Seth tells this dude, hey, man, I think you're in our seats. He's like, he told, told him it is what it is. We're packed in here. So, Seth sits down. Like, my brain is, like, melting at this point. Like, all I see for me to sit down is, like, a quarter of a chair. And I'm like, the math isn't adding up how I'm going to sit down. I'm like, I'm, like, trying to compute here how I'm going to be able to sit down and not kill Seth. So I said, Seth, you sure you want me to sit down? He goes, yeah, man, just go for it. So I sit down, sit on the edge of the seat, and I'm just like, there's no way. So I turned to a guy that's, like, three seats down from us. And I was like, hey, man, tell everybody on the end to scoot their chairs down. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. So the guys on the end were cool enough, and they scooted their chairs down like an inch. And then so everybody separates. And the guy next to me, I, I don't know what was going on. With yeah, him. at least at a minimum, he had some sort of heavy speech yeah. ahead of it. So I said, hey, man, uh, could you bump your seat over a couple inches so we can get some room? He goes, I should try. <laughs> and I was like, so the dude like barely moves. So I looked over at Seth and like, I want you guys to all do like a visual, like close your eyes and put your arms between your legs while you're sitting down and then fold your shoulders in and then put a beer in your hand. And that's how Seth had to drink his beer. Like there was no arm movement happening. At I was all. packed in tight, man. Like it was like we were going to, I was going to have to pick Seth up so he could drink his beer. <laughs> to make matters even worse. Again, the dude sitting next to me looked like, you know, Braun Strowman's hillbilly reject cousin. This dude's wearing, I got a picture so I can show Sheena. This dude is wearing 
some little blue tiny little shorts and a blue sleeveless shirt with like tons <laughs> of like side meat hanging oh, out and stuff. My so I'm just like, I'm leaning into Jordan. Like if anybody would saw Jordan, they would have thought we, me and him, they thought we were a couple because I was all cuddled into him because I did not even want to touch this guy, man. Like, oh. you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a country boy. I'm cool with getting dirty, but I can't stand like touching other people if like their hygiene is is in question so oh so i was gonna say how was the deodorant ratio for the show yeah, it was smells it, wasn't it too bad didn't smell too yeah bad. it didn't smell as bad as it looked it uh they had the, they said. did it, you know they did have the ac uh they did have the ac bumping in there which was which was probably the one saving yeah. grace but yeah i was packed in tight and i'm just like oh my god i, I it was gonna make me sick having to sit next to that guy all night so it's, if, if you're a listener dude and you can you know you're this uh, description's ringing some bells. I'm sorry, but you got to find something better if you're coming to a pay per view, man. Like what he was wearing, you know, me and Jordan were kind of breaking it down when we, when we went on our next beer out at the concession stand. What this dude was wearing out of the house, like wrestling fans, we got to do better, man. Like it was something that Jordan said he wouldn't even leave the house looking like that. I think it was like if I was just running to like my my corner store gas station or if I'm making like a one item stop at Walmart, like I'm just running to grab something running out, like anything above that, this was totally not appropriate. But this dude's rocking this to like, you know, probably the biggest event that he's going to for the next couple of weeks, man. Um, I don't know. How, how would you explain this guy's fashion sense, Jordan? Uh, so, yeah, Seth said he would run to the corner store. I said I'd be embarrassed if anyone saw me, not even <laughs> someone I knew saw me wearing that. And so, yeah, this guy's arm is just like literally on Seth's chest. I'm just like, dude, we cannot go back to those seats, man. I know you're uncomfortable. I can't sit next to these people, dude. Let's just... I, well, we figured out that everything past row four was GA. So I was like, let's just find two open yep. seats and just sit down. We ended so, up sitting close to the back. It was a small enough venue. There wasn't a bad seat in the house. And we were still based. It would have been ringside tickets at a WWE event. what mm-hmm. the price we would have paid. And, and we had a ball once we moved uh, Once we moved uh, a little bit further back. Yeah. Besides all of the uh, sweaty man meat that was hanging all over you guys, how was the crowd compared to like uh, your recent AEW and WWE Dude, the crowd was awesome, man. I know, uh, I think somebody in the comments on one of the posts in the Facebook group said that um, they said it sounded kind of quiet on TV. It must have been some way they had the audio rigged up because the crowd was hot for damn near everything all night. They were popping. And the one thing that was really surprising, I figured that probably half or more of the crowd was going to be folks kind of in the same boat as me and Jordan, like casual NWA fans that, you know, just kind of saw it as a, a target of opportunity that NWA was going to be in town. They'd go check out a show. No, it was, we were in NWA country. Like the, the people that were there, they were intimately familiar with, with all the angles and the wrestlers. Um, at our first seats we had, there was a couple little kids behind us and they knew everything. Like that little kid behind us was breaking down all the stories, like who this guy was, why he was feuding with him. And Again, this is NWA, which you got to have, you got to put a little bit of effort in to uh, just to keep up with it. So I was very impressed with the Knoxville wrestling crowd. Yeah, this was definitely a NWA show, NWA crowd. I told Seth, I was like, dude, you can just see like all these families, like they were counting down the days of this show. It's like, <laughs> it's NWA week, baby. Yeah, we got <laughs> like, always ready Saturday. Like dressed to the nines for them. Uh, onesies everywhere. It was. It was just. It was a great time, and yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's just a different crowd than we're used to. So I loved it, man. The crowd was like I said. Everybody was into the show. They're pretty much with kayfabe. The heels got booed. The baby faces got cheered. There were no obnoxious chants where the crowd tried to take over the show or anything. Like it was. Uh, crowd was on point, man. It really kind of elevated the overall event. At least being there in person. What'd you guys think was the uh, best match of the night? 
Um, I mean, the fatal four-way at the end was fun. I mean, you throw four guys that talented in the ring, it's going to be tough to mess it up. Homicide's match with Kobe Carino when Kobe kind of did his cash-in for the, the light heavyweight championship was cool. My favorite match was the tag team match, getting to see the British Bulldogs' son um, win the NWA Tag Team Championship. That was probably my favorite. But if I had to go best, I'd probably say Homicide, Kobe Carino. Yeah, I I would probably agree. The Homicide Colby Carino match was awesome. After Homicide had already wrestled for 20 minutes yeah. before that. Um, but I really liked the women's title match, too. Yes. Um, they did a really good job with it. Uh, both the ladies threw it down. Um, I am a big fan of women's wrestling, and that was the first time I'd seen an NWA women's match in person, and I was very impressed. All the women threw it down last night. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. What was the uh, – the the young ladies that won the the tag belts pretty undeniable. Is that what it was? Yeah, some some name like that. Yeah, they uh, they, were awesome. they had they had they, had, they were actually from Knoxville, so they had all their family <laughs> in the front row and stuff. It was pretty cool. cool. I know whoever's the uh, the talent scout for um, WWE, they got to just be licking their chops uh, at Camille. Man, she is so smooth in the ring. Yeah. She's almost like Charlotte Light, dude. Like I feel like if Charlotte ever did leave WWE. They could bring Camille in and do a lot of the same things that they're doing with Charlotte, at least from an entering standpoint. Um, she's polished. She's got the presence. And, uh, yeah, I, I was she's probably who I was most impressed with individually last night. Yeah, the, she's uh, she's definitely big-time ready. Um, they, they put it down in that match. I, I, I love that match. And uh, it was just cool. It was cool seeing Bully Ray there to comment, commentate on it. And, yeah, it was just – it was a really cool match, and it was a really cool night. Pretty Empowered, that was the name of the team that won it. It's <clears throat> Kinsey Page and Ella Envy. So, yeah, that was really cool seeing them. Like uh, in, like Empowered or in? Empowered, empowered. Okay. E-M, yeah. Got it. Um, cool. Any major botches last night? Anything just like go off the rails? Dude, they had an issue with the turnbuckles, man. Twice in the uh, Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow match, he had a slip where it looked like the top turnbuckle collapsed a little bit. And he fell down. And then um, Trevor Murdoch. The yeah, Trevor Murdoch had the same thing in the main event on a different corner. So I don't know if they were hmm. having some sort of issues with Shady the. Uh, it was brand new turnbuckles, too. So maybe it was something with those new custom made turnbuckles that they had they weren't always for the ready. main event. Yeah, they weren't always ready either. It kind of made sense. Um, other than that, I can't really think of any. I mean, there were a couple of little things where like moves just didn't quite connect as good as you'd want them to. But it was it was typically on more difficult moves and stuff. I I was I was happy with the work rate. I thought the work rate was good from start to finish. Yeah, even the pre-show matches were all good. I mean, they they definitely did a good job. I was definitely impressed with the work rate. So you guys just touched on Camille, but is there anybody else that um, hasn't previously been in WWE that you could see being a star in AEW or WWE? Nick Aldis, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's I mean, he's uh, yeah. one guy, though, that um, it'd be tricky for him coming to WWE because I think he's going to be a little bit in the same box as Cody, which is ironic because they had a really good rivalry uh, about four years ago. But I think Nick Aldis, he needs the main event presentation. Like when he's presented as a main eventer, he's really, really awesome. Whereas if you try to just put him in the upper mid card or something, I think he loses a lot of what's what makes him special. But that dude is so polished like – I, I thought he was leaving with the belt last night. I was really surprised he didn't end up winning it because, um, yeah, they, he's just a straight-up star. He really stood out. Yeah, um, all this was a great choice. I would go with Mims. Um, the, he's just a high. horse, man. Uh, the dude, he, he wrestled uh, Tyrus, yeah. um, which actually was a better match than I thought it was going to be. I mean, usually when you get two big dudes in there, you, you ain't really getting much as far as a story or anything like that. But I felt like those guys did the best they could with what the time they had. And I was pretty impressed with him, man. Uh, picked Tyrus up and slammed him. I mean, he, he looked good. 
So that's who I would probably go with. I think he'd be great in NXT. Nice. All right. So is there anything else you guys want to add about the actual show before we move on to the after party? Another good point for the Knoxville Convention Center is the beer was very cheap. It's five bucks for a beer, which is wow. incredibly that low is cheap at a live for a event. Stadium beer, or yeah. like, you know, not a stadium, but you know. Yeah, we were able to drink a lot of beers for for cheap, so that was very nice. But yeah, great, put on a great show. If NWA comes to your town, go for it. I wish I lived a little bit closer. I, if I did, I would have went to the the TV tapings that that are going down there tonight. Yeah, um, like I said, the beer being cheap was awesome. Um, I don't know. I, I like the intimate venues. I know a lot of people don't like the smaller venues, but it just adds a I like diff- the, it just I like adds a completely venues. different yeah. feel to it. Like it doesn't feel like you're actually like walking into a wrestling match when we walked in there last night. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it if you've never been to a smaller venue, but definitely go check them out. Indie wrestling is fun to go watch. I mean, me and Seth kind of had a conversation about this last night. Like, can we really consider NWA Indie at this point? I mean, there's so much lineage with their title and stuff like that. Um, it, it's definitely borderline, but. I definitely suggest you go out and definitely uh, see a match at a smaller venue because it is really fun. And like the crowds. And like you said, the crowd's so into it. That Mm -hmm. makes it just so much more fun as a viewer, you know? Yeah, they love it. Like there's nothing like forced down your throat when you go to like one of those shows. Like it's. (laughs) That's always a (laughs) plus. That's a a good thing. You know what I mean? Like like, it's not just the same repetitive thing over and over. Like everything is different. Like everything (laughs) feels fresh when you go to those shows. But yeah, the other good thing is that it's cheap enough that it's low risk. You know what I mean? Like when you go like, you know, we got tickets to SummerSlam and we already we already got a little bit of anxiety flowing like shit. I hope they do a good card like last (laughs) night. Is it going to be John Cena and Austin Theory? Yeah, I wouldn't have been like kicking myself or been like sick in my stomach about it. If you know, if the show sucked and we left halfway through and said, hey, let's go get drunk somewhere like it wouldn't have been a big deal. You know what I mean? We could have all lived with ourselves the next day. Yeah, I'm I'm not just saying this just because we went, but there was not a bad match on that card. Yeah, it was awesome. Everything about it was I was entertained from start to finish. There was there was nothing I didn't enjoy. And yeah, definitely support these places because they, they need your support, man. Hell yeah. All right. So you you're had an amazing event, loaded card. You're, you know, drink plenty of cheap beers. You're leaving the arena ready to just like so first, chill out and get some munchies. So let's let's start there. So first thing, as soon as uh, as soon as we're like walking out, Jordan's like, I don't give a fuck what you say. We're getting an Uber back to the hotel. He's like, I'm not walking back up that hill. Because we were, you know, the uh, we had to go up the hill when we left the hotel, and then the convention center was actually at the very bottom of that hill. So we kind of we we had, we had a hot dog, we had a glizzy, we, at we were the, the glizzy gladiators. Yeah, and Jordan had the pro move. So I get up there, I ask what they had. I, at, this is at the event. This is like you know a couple matches in. I got a hot dog. Jordan saw that they were also serving up nachos. Jordan gets a hot dog and says, "Hey, go ahead and drizzle some of that nacho cheese on my dog." Oh, <laughs> so, dude, that's yeah. a pro move. Yeah, he's definitely a pro move. Yeah, he had a nacho cheese covered dog. Oh, when I when I saw God. it, I was I, I laughed whenever he ordered it, but then I saw it and I was definitely envious. Um, but Cause I, I know because I know you used to a dry ass dog. Didn't I, you? Not, I think I put ketchup on it. I can't remember though. Yeah, but either know. way, yeah. So we had some stadium dogs, um, but. We, you know, we were, our, our stomach was starting to freaking rumble. We we got some roast beef sandwiches on the way from Arby's and that was at like 
maybe one thirty or so. I so, was going to say, because you guys were running late, because Seth took our son, Brett, to a fishing tournament that morning. So he got up first thing in the morning, like got all the equipment ready for the fishing tournament, took our son out, and then they immediately, like it was basically like a hot tag. Like he he dropped Brett off with me. And I didn't he, go back in the house. Yeah, I literally then, dropped Brett off and hopped in Jordan's and Jeep. And then him and, and Jordan, took yeah, took off. So Mind was, you, we were losing an hour going to Knoxville, because I figured it out, like it was like an hour before we were, Probably gonna leave. Yeah, I texted Seth, Seth and I said, "Dude, that. we're moving to Eastern Time Zone. It, it's Eastern Time Zone in Knoxville." And he's like, "Oh shit!" And it was shit. it was almost noon when you guys yeah. got uh, yeah. Got back to the house. I had told it just never even dawned on me. I think just because it was in the same state, like it had never even crossed my mind that uh, Knoxville is actually in a uh, in a different time zone because it is kind of at the eastern edge of of the state. Um, so Jordan texted me while I was still at the fishing tournament. I did some quick math and I was like, yeah, we'll be okay. But it was definitely quick, but we still, had, we made them plenty of time. Luckily Jordan drives like Dale jr. At Daytona. Um, <laughs> so we were able to shave about 40 minutes off our estimated time of arrival. Like every time I looked up at the GPS, it was another 20 minutes quicker. So, you know, shout out to Jordan, kept us safe and got us there quickly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so all day long, we're basically, I'm going on for roast beef sandwich and a, and a stadium hot dog. We're starving. You know, me and Jordan both really like our food. We kind of both got a hankering for some wings. Um, so we we researched it. We found this place that had Irish whiskey, like marinated hot wings, which I don't even know how those things go together. But reading it on the menu, it sounded fucking awesome, dude. And we found we found this spot at like halfway through the show. So we had about two hours to hype it up. We keep on talking like, dude, how many wings are we going to get? You know, like, are we going with the hot, the regular, all this stuff? Like we really scattered this thing out and it was cool because the place was open till three. So we think we're solid. So we, we, uh, we leave the stadium, we get a freaking Uber, uh, there. Do you want to tell me about the Uber driver, the little remark he let fly? Yeah. So we get in the Uber. First of all, it, it's a compact car, so I can barely get in it. Like, dude, I, being a tall dude and having to get in the backseat of a car is absolutely brutal. Like, I could barely get my head into the car. Like, it was bad. I almost had to tell the dude, hey, man, Seth's going to have to get in the front seat, and I'm just going to have to lay down in the backseat. Like, we're, we're shit out of luck here. So we get in the car. The dude's, like, jamming out, basically. Ask us what, we're, what we did all night. Ask us what we did, and Seth goes, yeah, we just went to a, a show at – the convention center he goes oh comedian singer who was it and, and we go oh it was a wrestling show he goes wrestling that's boring like i'd really watch kickboxing or mma or something Yikes. i Seth, mean i was mean mugging the guy the rest he of the stared way. a hole through him the rest of the way while he had his eyes open i could have put my fucking <laughs> fist through the back of that dude's fucking head man i was so angry um but yeah dude was talking cash shit on wrestling so he definitely left him one star on a on uber did you really leave nah, him one star? i didn't i should have if i would have thought about it i would have um, but, uh, yeah, so that was the Uber ride. We get to the place. It's not even midnight yet. It was what, maybe like 1135 or so. Yeah. By the time we walked in, it was probably about 1145. Yeah. So still plenty of time though. Cause the place is open until three, but we sit down, we go and get a couple beers on the way and we get ready to order. And the guy's like, yeah, the kitchen's closed. No, first he looked at his watch and he's like, he like gave us like the no go. And I'm like, Wait, you guys are until 3 o'clock enough food? The dude makes a joke. He goes, man, I'm going to start bringing ham sandwiches in here because people ask us every night. I was like, dude, I don't give a fuck about your ham sandwiches. Go fire up the fucking fryers. We just want some wings. <laughs> Remember, well, he said, yeah, I don't know why they close so long. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about they, man? You need to be saying we. You're part of we. It's not they. Like, yeah. you work here, dude. You're part of this establishment. And the dude looked like he was probably – one of like the managers or yeah. something. I mean, I'm just he looked like management. Yeah. He definitely looked like management material. So 
we ordered our beers and then I scouted another place for us to go get in there. They're cleaning the grills. I'm like, they were close. The second place we went to is also our kitchen was already closed, even though they were still open. That place looked like a shit show, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know what had been going on. The first place we went to looked like a really nice chill bar. Like people were drinking and having a good time. The second one we went through, it was like, it was kind of sparsely attended in there. Like there was a, there was a couple dozen people in there, but there was a ton of open space. But the people that were there were shit house dude. Like there, <laughs> there were people who could barely stand up. Like it was it was sloppy at that one. So that one was closed. We finally find another place. I think did we call and ask or something? For, no, we, the dude at the bar with the Irish. Oh yeah, said, he oh, told us. They, yeah. They're open till three and they so serve he, food till three. Yeah, so we find a spot. It's like a nice little pizza joint. Um, but we get there and the line's out to the fucking street, man. Like I'm talking like a couple dozen deep going out in the street. So we were like, screw it. Let's go to old faithful. <laughs> Went back to the hotel and got Domino's. Hold on. But he left out an important part. So the, <laughs> the bar that had the mile long line had bands, live bands that night. And the band that was on when we were going to be there, it was called skank banger. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we were going to see skank banger, get to play and get wow. some pizza, but it didn't work out. Wow. I was like, man, we're missing Skank Banger to go back to the hotel. This yeah. sucks. So we ended up taking a walk of shame back to the Crown Plaza and getting some Domino's. You want to tell them about the do- how the our, our uh, Domino's meal went? Yeah, let me tell you guys about this Domino's meal. So Seth's so like, dude, I, I have to have some wings and some pizza in me before I go to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, dude, I'll order Domino's. Seth's so like, all right, just tell me how much PayPal. I was like, no, nah, I got this one. So I order the Domino's or whatever, and it, it, it closes at 1, and we order this at 12.45. So sometimes they'll be like, no, nah, we're not going to fulfill this order. So I, I looked at the pizza tracker, and it's like it's in the oven. You're I'm like, like yes. oh, yeah, we're getting this. So I Seth like laid down, and I was like, bad move, dude. You're going to fall asleep. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, man, I got to pee, so and I won't pee myself, so I won't fall asleep. Sure as shit, five minutes later, I look back. This dude is sound asleep. I'm like, oh, perfect. Domino's guy calls. He goes, hey, man, I'm about to roll up to the lobby. I was like, all right, cool. I'll meet you down there. So I go down there. I slam the door thinking, all right, Seth will wake up when he hears me slam the door. I walk downstairs, give the dude the money, and he's like, oh, man, I forgot your Cokes. And I was like, all right. And he's like, well, I can put a credit on your account. I was like, dude, I live in Omaha, Nebraska. That's not going to help me. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I just grabbed two Cokes from the lobby and put it on our card. But I didn't even check the when we checked out. Dude, I probably got charged 18 bucks a piece for those Cokes. Dude. <laughs> so I get back up to the room. I eat my wings and have a couple slices of pizza. Tried waking Seth up. I said, hey, dude, the pizza's here. He goes, uh-uh. I was like, all right, cool. And then Seth wakes up at four o'clock in the morning and eats his wings and pizza. Like it was, it was quite the evening. Sounds sounds pretty typical. And I bet the shit didn't even get put up. It was just sitting out there, chicken wings sitting it's on the a best. It was table, nice room temperature, man. Getting some nice, um, you know, foodborne illness growing on them. Uh, well, we don't worry about things like that. Yeah. True, yeah. Those kind of wings, they've got so many preservatives and they've been fried so long. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, those ain't gonna nothing's gonna happen. You can leave those out for four days. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So, um, with that being said, how was uh, how was the ride back? How, any so let's go ahead and get to some listener mail because I, I know there's some listener mail asking about the car ride. So Cody Baker says, "How was the car ride? Wrestling talk all the way to the show." Uh, it was we. It was mostly wrestling talk. I mean, me and Jordan, we've been friends for almost 12 years now. So like, we kind of we got a long, large wealth of memories and stuff to to talk about and everything. A lot of football talk, a lot of wrestling talk, though, and uh, that was pretty much the gist of it, I think. And then just commenting on all the shit we'd see on the road. 
Yeah, a lot of dick jokes and a lot of Seth telling me, hey, man, slow down. We got to get there alive. Arrive alive. <laughs> Arrive alive. And I was yeah. like, dude, would you stop fucking passenger seat driving? I got this dude. shit. It's, uh, it's so ironic to me that he passenger seat drove you because he goes off on me when I passenger seat drive. He'll, he'll just be like, so do you want to drive? Do you want to drive? You know, then be quiet. Because I drive super drive. safe, man. I drive. I'm like the safest driver out there. Dude. Yeah, so. if driving in the middle of the freaking lane and running people off the side of the road is uh is safe yeah if, just because you're completely oblivious to what you're running other people off the road like yeah that that doesn't um deem safe. i don't say anything about how people drive outside of ra sorry Ari. um i don't ever say anything about how people drive so when seth and cheetah drive I, I really don't even pay attention to how people drive but there's been a couple yeah, we were times pulling some fast and furious shit on the way to uh, walmart tonight i was weaving in and out of people See, like, exactly but i noticed i didn't say a word say a i word. don't care jordan at all just, yeah jordan's like okay so thanks. like seth drives and every once in a while he'll like look down at his cell phone while he's driving and i'm like oh my god dude <laughs> but i don't say a word because like dude I, I trust everybody i ride with which is probably a bad idea but um yeah it, it's the the ride was good though man it, it's for a five-hour drive it went pretty quick we listened to music and talked wrestling and sports and relived uh, the glory days of our Falcons fandom (laughs) as we always do and drown our sorrows. So yeah, it it was really fun. We had a good time though. How many times uh, counting the trip to and back, how many times do you think I said, Hey, don't ruin this guy? Probably about 30. Yeah, that's, and then that's try like to use Jedi like, power he, to stop the car. Yeah, Seth has like a uh, an irrational fear of like rear-ending someone, dude. That'd okay. just be such a shitty, freaking inglorious way to die in a freaking car crash, man. Oh, but hold on. We got to talk about this, too. So we stopped off to get some lunch today, too. And Seth's cutting ass the entire way back <laughs> to home. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, come on, man. Like, are you serious? So Zaxby's, he rolls dude. down the window. Zaxby's, Zaxby's is so benign what did you know we had wings Zaxby's? and things we had wings he rolls you, down the you window the wimpy sauce though still, i know you do still covered in grease he rolls down the window and he's like man i just need some fresh air i'm like that ain't why you're rolling down the window because <laughs> mind you it's 95 degrees outside there ain't no fresh, <laughs> there ain't no fresh, fresh air, air coming in. fresh air is gone it's just permeating the heat and making it uh swirl around the vehicle Oh my God! Zach Hertzler wants to know if you guys drank any good beer while. Uh, on if the we trip. could have found it, we would definitely. Drink, have drank no, I some. got so I got a dark. I got a delicious, really, really spicy, dark and stormy at that little restaurant we went to um, before the show, and then it was just Miller Lite the rest of the night. I got Miller Lights at the at the event, and then I got a Modelo at that first bar we went to afterwards. So, How about the uh, what about the the bartender that tried to jump in our wrestling conversation at? Uh, at that first place we went to. So we That's were talking- always awkward, isn't it? <laughs> this like, was even like, because th- nobody's even as hardcore as like you know they're nah. like they just try to casually talk wrestling. Nah, and this like, was, this would have been fine. Worse. So this guy, I think he was like probably a casual fan back in the day. He complimented Jordan on his WrestleMania six shirt that Jordan was wearing, and I uh, was like, yeah, you know, I remember where I was at watching that. So I was like, all right, cool. So he's kind of off, you know, doing bartender things while me and Jordan are still talking, and we got to talking about WrestleMania this year about it, uh, about it not selling out. And I said, I think it probably would have sold out if they would have advertised it ahead of time as Steve Austin's last match. And the dude's kind of been off doing other shit. All of a sudden, he turns around and goes, yeah, probably. And that's it. And that's it. And it was just like and quiet just for five seconds. So he was dude. like listening the whole time to and, you guys? And then like, just like stares but at he, us. Yeah, and I mean, I would have been fine if he jumped in and had something to say. But he literally just, he stopped our conversation dead and then just sat there. We were like, 
all right, I'm kind of like looking down, stirring my drink and shit. Like, please let this guy leave. So, so mind you, this bar that we're at is definitely not a bar me and Seth should have stopped at. Like, no. this is like a fancier place. Yeah. So I ordered like a pour of bourbon, like neat. So the guy like wanted to talk to me about the bourbon. And I was like, no, I'm not talking to you about it. So I get my bourbon or whatever. And then I like glance around the room and I'm like, Dude, me and Seth are sitting here in hats and wrestling shirts. And these people Not just wrestling rest- shirts. I'm in an all-over Bret Hart shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're just like sitting there, and I look around, and I'm like, man, everybody's really dressed up here. And then I looked at the menu. I was like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't have stopped. Yeah, here. I was thinking There's like – no prices. I'm thinking – well, they no, had prices. prices. I, was oh. think, I was thinking like, you know, maybe we'll get an order of fried pickles to munch on or something. No. But no, there was like, you know, fucking – fucking poached potatoes with scallions and it was like you get four of them for like 37 bucks yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, deep fried mozzarella ball with uh calamari crackers <laughs> i was like what is going on here man? yeah wrong place all right i want to give a, a quick honorable mention sam rosenthal was the one that asked uh how was the crowd and you yep. know we already we already touched on that yep. matt carlos wanted to know the top three acts so since we touched on that i'm gonna go ahead and go down to johnny jb he said did you meet any wrestlers who was the coolest? We did. And Sheena could probably give some commentary on this. So I'm actually that that painfully long segment right before the main event where Matt Cardona somehow took like 24 minutes to to forfeit the NWA belt. I'm out in the lobby because I went first. Off, I went and took a piss break during that. That's how long this was. I went to piss. And on the way back, this was kind of a long walk to the bathroom. I was walking. I was watching Sheena's Instagram story. It's kind of keeping up with it. And uh, I was wearing the the South Beach LeBron 8s for any sneakerheads out there. Very flashy, famous pair of shoes. And somebody comes up behind me. I hear him say, oh, dude, are those the South Beach 8s? I've been meaning to get a pair of those. And I turn around and it's freaking Chris Masters, you know, from WWE fame. Known as Chris Adonis now in NWA. But yeah, he comes up to me and is just complimenting me on my sneakers and stuff and talking about some recent pairs he's got. And the whole time I'm like, low-key starstruck, dude. Like, wow, like freaking Chris Masters is like sitting here complimenting me on my shoes. He finally got done. I just let him know, like, dude, I'm a big fan. I told him I have both of his Mattel action figures and stuff, and it was just cool. So, yeah, I definitely met him. That was pretty neat. Sheena had some issues with the picture me and him took. Yeah, he sends me this picture with him and Chris Masters, and, I mean, he's cheesing. Like, he just, you know, just ran into Bret Hart in the bathroom, dude. Like, you know, just, like, ear to ear, you know, this selfie. And then – um like I took a selfie of him and I, it was, he was getting pinned for his master chief, um, you know, accomplishment for his job and, promotion. uh, promotion, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever those accomplishment. things Accomplishment may sound like it's like an Xbox achievement or something. <laughs> achievement unlocked. Um, and I took a, a selfie of us and Seth is like barely cracking a smile. It's just like the most painful smile I've ever seen in my life. So I like sent him a picture of side by side, like frames picture of, uh, the smile he took with Chris Masters and the smile he took with me. So I'll post it in the group so you guys can can see, um, you know, just how happy Swaggy gets when he uh, meets a B-list wrestler. Versus- I was also like seven beers deep at that point. True. Yeah, we were more than seven beers deep at that point, but either way. <laughs> um, let's see. Oops, sorry. Pull this up. Okay. With you being away to see some wrestling, does the undefeated fishing streak still count? Nope. Caught a fish yesterday morning before we left, and then I caught one. Me and Jordan both caught some fish on a little five-minute fishing stop this afternoon, so it's at 35 days and counting. So for those people who don't know, kind of just real quick, give them a, a rundown of what's going on with your fishing business. Oh, yeah. I just kind of... It kind of started by accident. I'd realized last month um, that I'd caught a fish on three consecutive days. And 
one good thing about, you know, fishing's like my number two hobby besides wrestling. Um, one good thing about the freshwater fishing here in Tennessee and Kentucky, it's a lot less set up, a lot easier to just get out and get a line in the water than it was in Virginia and Hawaii doing saltwater fishing, which, you know, it's bigger, stronger fish. So it's a little bit more prep and set up to it. Um, and I just said, I'll just, I'm just going to keep it going. Just do a post today, going out and catching just a fish, you know, just get out and going fishing and not to sound like overly sentimental and stuff, but I'm just really hoping like it can be a small inspiration to people to just like, do something that they take time for themselves to do something that they enjoy every single day. You know, it's not about going out and catching a big fish. It's just, I love fishing. It's relaxing. It's fun. It's something that, you know, now me and my son get to do it together. And, uh, I just hope, you know, people, I've, people are really freaking chimed in. Cause I almost threw in the towel last week. It was raining real bad and I didn't get a chance at all during the day. The only free time I had, it was pouring rain. I kind of already pulled the plug on it and stuff. And I had like six or seven people on Facebook, like chiming in, like, dude, no, like get back out there. Or like, man, this is, I can't believe it's over. So I got my ass back out at what, like nine fifteen at night, mm-hmm. rode over and caught a freaking catfish, man. So I'm gonna keep it going. My goal is to get to a hundred days. And again, the whole purpose of it is not to show off that I'm some like badass fisherman or I'm catching these crazy fish. It's just getting out and doing something you love every single day and not letting the monotony of life just kind of bog you down. That's right. He inspired me to drink a beer and get high every day. Too, <laughs> That's a great so. one, dude. In 2016, yeah. me and Sheena ran a thousand miles, a little bit similar. That one had more of a, a fitness lean, but it was kind of the same thing. It was just about being consistent and yeah. taking time for yourself every setting day and a, doing something you enjoy. Setting a big goal and just chipping away. Yeah, and I, I wanted to follow that up in 2017 with um, drinking a thousand beers in a year, but I kind of I stopped keeping <laughs> count after like a week and a half because it just made me feel bad about myself. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one from Zach Hertzler says, um, most, most of us know, um, you and the fig God are the pod warriors. So who's animal and who's Hawk? Um, I would say I'm Hawk and Jordan's animal strictly for the fact that like we talked about with the tickets at the start, I'm a little bit more impulsive. Um, I don't know if emotional is the right word. I get kind of caught up on the details and I worry about stuff. It's like a little bit of like OCD, a little bit about wanting things to just always be perfect. And if like there's a problem, I just I cannot stand to like I'm not the type that can just be like, well, I'm going to go to sleep and I'll figure it out tomorrow. Like I'm the type that will stay up all night trying to and fix he married, something. He married the world's greatest procrastinator. Yeah, she knows the best a, procrastinator in the business. Today. She's she's a hardcore procrastinator and like chaos is kind of like Sheena's love language. <laughs> and so it's really kind of amazing. man. I guess it really is opposites attract. It, it leads to a lot of conflict for us, but it also kind of just makes us perfect for each other. We're like yeah. the perfect yin and yang. Um, but I thrive we, in conf- or chaos, though. You know, that's the thing. I she think does. I like- yeah. Sheena does better when it's like and like D, like sometimes like if, you know, we get busy and doing stuff and let the kids just kind of free range all day, like they'll have the house absolutely like thrashed. Right. It looks like a hurricane hit a daycare or something. <laughs> and I'll go upstairs and like, you know, take care of some little thing, like maybe put Brett to bed or like just fiddle fuck on my phone for five minutes. And I come back down and the downstairs is like completely immaculate. So uh, yeah, Sheena really does thrive when stuff's at its most chaotic. But, uh, but yeah, so again, Hawk was definitely the wilder of the two. So uh, that's why I said I'm Hawk. Jordan is like a calm, steady presence. He's actually one of the few people that can like get me to calm down if I'm like really spiraling, like worrying about something. Uh, so that's why I'd say he's the animal dude. He's kind of yeah. a steady hand and, and I'm Hawk and uh, you know, Jordan's a little bit taller than me. So that doomsday device is going to hurt worse if he's got somebody up on their shoulders. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is animal is the shorter one. Really? Yeah. I looked at it before. Why? Cause I saw that question. Animal six, one Hawk six, three. Wow. Hmm. 
Interesting. But I mean, Seth would definitely be the high flyer in our group. I ain't going <laughs> off top rope. So <laughs> Seth is either slipping and falling and I'm just going to drop the dude off my shoulders onto his neck or uh, we're, we're going out of the bang either way. What about that time Hawk fell off the Titan Tron? <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. It's just uh, yeah. Hey, instead of being Paul Overing, Sheena could be Puke. Remember when Puke, Darren oh, Drossoff, no. was part of the Road Warriors? He's going to puke. She's going to puke. <laughs> L-O-D-2000. Yeah. I, I did puke on you once. Yeah, you're puke. Yeah. Um, Randy Smith, totally unrelated to wrestling, but favorite and least favorite concert you've traveled to see? Ooh. Um, I've never really traveled to yeah. see a concert. Me and Sheena We've aren't huge been, like, concert yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a cool concert coming like to our town, we'll typically go. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, as I've gotten older, like wrestling's really the only thing that I'm willing to deal with a big crowd for. Yeah, and I I'm would, not a standing room only. Like a lot of concerts you go to are like you know first come first serve, like general admission standing room, and like that. I I no, that's not my scene. Not gonna happen. Like absolutely. Yeah, not. there's a few people that I'm still gonna go see. Um. Once, you know, if I get a chance, but I'm, I'm not a big concert guy. As far as best concert I've been to, I would say it's probably Lil Wayne in 2009. I was going to say Lil Wayne we saw, was pretty good. I can't remember. Yeah. It was something summer, like it wasn't Summer Jam, but it was some like summer hip hop festival. Yeah. And it had Soldier Boy, who was actually really, really good live. It brought some good energy. Young Jeezy was cool. And then Lil Wayne, this is Lil Wayne in 2009, right after the Carter 3 had dropped. So this is like at the, at the peak of his powers. Um, and yeah. it was just a really, really cool And we concert. got to see Nicki Minaj before she was anybody. Yeah, dude. before nobody really heard of Nicki yeah, Minaj. Mm-hmm. We saw her. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was a really cool concert. Remember as far Chris as- Brown came out and my, I had a video go viral before viral was even really a thing, dude. I had, I had my video. MTV.com was playing Sheena's video that she took on her Sony digital camera. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to really, to really date this thing all the way all around. The, all the hip hop blogs, you know, that'll date it too. All the hip hop blogs and everything were playing my video and like sharing my video that I took of Chris Brown making a surprise entrance during the Little Wayne concert. Drake yeah. was supposed to be there too, but he tore he his, his uh, Achilles or something, right? Yeah. Uh, as far as worst concert, I've never really been to like a bad concert. I would say Kings of Leon was really underwhelming. They're probably like yeah. in my top three or four favorite musical acts. They came to Honolulu. I was really excited to see them. And they sounded great, but they literally just sounded like they you hit play on, on the, the CD. CD. Yeah, they like, didn't change it up at all. Yeah, they just they you know usually when you go to a concert, you usually expect to hear some covers or like you know slightly kicked up or Riff different up ver- bit, yeah different you know? versions of the songs. No, they literally like got out there and it sounded like they you, you know you hit play on the CD and just listen to it, you know, in a room full of 5,000 of your, your best friends. So yeah, Jordan's a huge concert guy. One, you know, like she likes to say, one of the biggest concert guys in the biz. So. Yeah. So I do travel quite a bit for concerts and I, we probably go to, well, before COVID, we were probably going to a concert once every couple months. Um, as far as best concert I've seen traveling, I'd probably either go. So me and Ari went to um, on the run tour too with Beyonce and Jay Z in Minneapolis. That was a really good one to travel to. That was a fun concert. And then um, when I was probably nineteen, um, I went to St. Louis for the on the or, uh, rock the mic tour. It was like Fifty Cent, Snoop. It was like everybody, and that was a really That's fun cool. show. Um, Man, dude, I don't go to a lot of bad concerts because I'm really selective on who I see because I I kind of have a good idea of who's going to actually yeah. like be good in concert. 
I'd probably say the worst one. Um, fun fact for everyone, me and Ari were really into American Idol at one point. Like We were too. It's okay. I think so everybody was. It was we the went biggest show so, in America. So, so. like uh, Daughtry's like first oh, headlining yeah. tour, yeah. we went and saw him. And it was by far the most boring concert I've ever been in my life. And like Ari was jacked to see this concert. Like she was extremely excited. This dude literally sat at the center of the stage on a stool and played his guitar the whole time, never even moved. Wasn't he? He was like rock country, right? Yeah. Daughtry, like kind of like he was like was, rock rock, I think. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. He was like he was like Nickelback style rock. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah, he yeah. kind of moved towards like the rock country side. But, dude, he literally just sat on the stool from start to finish. We left before the concert even ended, and I've never done that wow. before. Like, it was that bad. Like, I was so pissed that we paid money to even see it, but... Yeah, I love a good concert, and I'm always open to see one. So. I'm, I'm going to go with Seth on Kings Leon being the most boring or worse. Um, I I love the Little Wayne concert. That was awesome. But Bruno Mars in concert was epic, dude. We yeah, were at the Blaisdell in Hawaii, which is a smaller venue, which always makes everything seem like super cool. you know. And we had excellent seats. We were so close. And Bruno, man, he just puts on – an incredible show. I mean, the actual like um, stage and everything was awesome. Like all the pyro and His whatnot. Band's really good. His band is really good. And since they're all like best friends, like they were like, you know, joking and stuff on stage. And I know it's all like scripted out a lot of it, but it was just, it just felt really awesome. Like, and I mean, obviously he's an incredible artist, but yeah, Bruno Mars was dope. So uh, that will say that is uh, all for listener mail. So oh, that's it. That's it for tonight. All right, well, that's going to be a wrap for Pod Warriors number five. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I think me and Jordan are going to come back on the next one and kind of do a deep dive on the legendary uh, Mount Rushmore of N64 wrestling games with WCW NWO World Tour, WCW NWO Revenge, and then WWE WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. So look forward to that, and then we'll get back at it with the uh, the regular flagship Chick Foley show later on this week um jordan is probably going to be the last time at least for a little while that you're recording in the actual sharpshooter studio so you get the closing thoughts this week so usually i have a quote for you guys but this week we'll just we'll just go something easy uh me and seth we stay ready because we're always ready yo man it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating but scared to kick reality man you've been doing all this dope producing you ain't had a chance to show them what time it is so what you want me to do I'm expressing with my full capabilities And now I'm living in correctional facilities Cause some don't agree with how I do this I get straight and meditate like a Buddhist I'm dropping flavor, my behavior is hereditary But my technique is very necessary Blame it on Ice Cube Because he said it gets funky When you got a subject and a predicate Add it on a dope beat And it'll make you think Some suckers just tickle me pink to my stomach Cause they don't flow like this one You know what? I won't hesitate Take to this one or two before I'm through So don't try to sing this Some drop science Well I'm dropping English Even if yella Makes it a cappella. I still express Yo I don't smoke weed or sex Cause it's known to give a brother brain damage And brain damage on the mic Don't manage nothing But making a sucker and you equal Don't be another sequel Spread yourself